The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. When you sent me that message, I had to think it was someone made that up because it, it's it seems incomprehensible to me. It, even the last line, how offensive is it? He calls it criticism and he doesn't actually acknowledge that he's judging her. That's what I think is the best part of this. He's taking criticism as if criticism is an objective state I'm in when I'm judging you. It's laying claim to objectivity which is the greatest form of arrogance imaginable when somebody lays claim to objectivity as if they as if it's not judgment it's a wonderful chaos solo or tandem we work to find rest and fight to find peace both head and the heart And the atheist pray. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. Today, we are in Amsterdam's Velfarden building where we record daily, except we're down in what we call the church room, which is a beautiful room, the biggest of the rooms uh, where trainings and coachings happen pre COVID. Yeah. And today we're going to discuss how we deal with people who are judging us or have strong judgments. You wanted to discuss this. Yeah. It, it, it comes up in several. I see it coming up in, in today's what's happening in the world with COVID. Yeah. Like even just now before you came in, I got drawn to a post where someone was comparing the vaccines mm-hmm. to... World War II Jews being gas chambered, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and both and, and both people that are pro and con the vaccine have a story, yeah, and yeah, I I see, and you that, wanted to know how to engage that, or what was the what was your your question there, or what do you think was interesting about the subject? Well, it's happening, and I just see that it's becoming a divide, like a very clear divide, yeah. And to what degree, like, I know how to deal with it, actually, Yeah. myself. But I think it's nice to just talk about it. You know, I, I made a decision some years ago that if there was an individual that had a judgment towards something, that I wasn't going to convince them otherwise. Yeah. So that, that has applied to all aspects of my life. Even, even in difficult situations where you might think that they could do self-harm because a lot of people say, hey, you know, you have to take responsibility for other people and, and they can't always take responsibility for themselves. Yeah. So that's hard, of course, because on some cases you, you feel like, well, maybe I need to, to, you know, help them. But I think in the end, if you just surrender to the fact that everyone gets to take responsibility for their own life, Mm. life gets a lot easier and I, I guess I made that decision many years ago so even now when I meet anyone with a strong belief I usually fall silent I don't know if you see 
I tend to be more quiet when I'm with people who are out with strong beliefs because I think what's there really to say, it's either going to support the belief and then, then it'll be us talking about what we think we already know yeah. or it'll be competing and then it won't be a very beautiful conversation because they'll feel either attacked or otherwise. Nice. I think what I find interesting is there's a lot of cultures, including the Netherlands, which pride themselves on, I wouldn't call it argumenting, but argument. So uh, what I learned here is that from a very young age, children were taught you need to have an argument. So you need to be able to have an opinion and state it. And not all countries do that. But what I noticed is that when you're around people with very strong opinions, all of a sudden you're just, you know. No space for conversation, no exploration. Space. Yeah. I would say I, I, I would not have articulated like that, but in general, if someone has a strong belief, yeah, I just hold space for them because if, to me it feels more like, oh, they need to express it. And they might even know that um, I might have a different experience with what's happening, so yeah. they, they might even be judging me in the moment. Yeah. And at the same time, I'll hold space for it because it's, it's unspoken and I, and I never want to assume anything. Yeah. And also, why get into a discussion? Two people, two beliefs. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know. It's nice because I even we have, of course, Bolalang who's with us today, and I, and sometimes when he's posted, I've seen him ask challenging questions where I know he's going to trigger certain people in his network. When I talked, I called him up at, at some point, and I said, "Hey." Bolalong, you know, I'm, I'm curious, what's the intention? Uh, because it looks like you're trying to incite a riot. And, and he said, Andy, he wanted to inspire critical thinking. Hmm. And when he said that to me, I thought, wow, the, of course, I find that beautiful. And, and I often find that people don't want to think critically of their ideas. They want to try to affirm a belief. Because if you were to think critically, the first thing you'd have is questions. So that, 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 that's what I miss when I'm um, engaging with society is where are the authentic questions? So, yeah. so with Bula, for example, he actually opens, <clears throat> even though that's what he wants to invite, it's not clear, I would say. So he also invites a lot of people who... who well, I mean, I think with Bolalang, I mean, we speak about him while he's watching, but like, I think what he's also done is everyone knows who he is and what he's about. So there's a humor in it in that the people who don't want to interact with him, they go away. So he's kind of, he's already attracted the people who want to stay, hang out. But the, the thing that I, that I find interesting is that he's, he's wanting a deeper, people to think deeper. Yeah. And the hardest thing is what platforms exist that allow us to do that today. And I don't know, I don't find it on Facebook, unfortunately. So it's an echo chamber where people find certain people that affirm their beliefs, they post things that validate what they're thinking, and then they feel a sense of comfort that other people feel the way I do. Yeah. So, um, so it, you know, on the show, I've often wanted to invite people on that have very different backgrounds, so at least I can hear and understand a bit, you know, what their um, yeah. what their what their thoughts are. What you what you see we don't do is we don't invite people with extremist views on, like a white supremacist or something. Because in a way, yes, I can hear him, 
but what do I what do I gain from that? They just don't don't feel any. I don't need to be explained why one race is superior to another. That's not something I need space to give space to. So so there are degrees to where I do have my curiosity and then where I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, I mean, you know, the the vaccine anti-vaccine. It's funny because if if that gets brought up, you know, and I don't like doing those shows because what I see is that I actually say, I don't know. And then, and then either side will say, Hey, well, look at this. And look at, and then I'll get 20 videos from either person who really has very strong ideas. And, I just, and links and links, of course. But I'd say, I just don't know. Yeah. But then educate yourself. But the education is always in the 10 links that are geared towards the belief of that one ideology. And, uh, and, and I could say both could be equally true. There may be things in both that are equally true, but the, the, the challenge I've found is when we engage in that world, it's, even a, it's either I win or you win. And it's not a, what is it I'm learning from you? Or what am I understanding? Yeah, and that's, that's, and that's a shame. And coming to a place of we have our differences and can we just celebrate that both are right and both are wrong? Yeah, that, that, that's very hard to find, Yeah, unfortunately, in society today. I mean, and that's what I long for, is a world where we, we and I use that word and you, you laugh when I say it so often, but it is wonder, you know, wonder, like, what is it I don't see? Yeah. Like, what is it I don't understand? As opposed to, how do I get you to understand what I do? And, uh, and what I've just learned in my own life is that if I sit and wonder, then I can be with very diverse people and learn and grow and have very interesting um, um, experiences. If I sit in affirming a belief, what I see is I'll be attracted to some and I'll alienate others. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's just, just, I think, and we all do it unconsciously or unconsciously because there's things that we think or believe uh, and, and that's just that just we're not even aware that we believe it and then that alienates or can alienate yeah mm. there's a lot of things coming in today I thought we'd probably pick up maybe it would be nice to put in some I don't have a yeah let me let me you can go Borland. so Borland I came I come from a space of allowing arguments that's where I grew up from yeah yeah, I think what we see with so Bolalong, and I talked to him about this, and I find this interesting because it is often also cultural, is that, is that uh, you know, our guest on Friday was a prosecutor. And I told you when I went to school with him, he used to have these little cards and, uh, and he would just build arguments. That was what he did. And then they'd go to competitions with other schools and then they'd argue topics. And you would, they wouldn't know which side of the topic they were going to be on before. Mm. So you'd pick a card and then you had to defend or argue argue either side and um and and i see that in a way i find that that is a beautiful way to create critical thought and on another side i see it stops inquisition potentially because we're not inquiring we're thinking we have to build arguments and that's always been a challenge for me in society is that we don't think to ourselves maybe we need to suspend that one argument or the other argument is right and think what is it that we're trying to figure out and why is this important? So things that help me better understand myself. Yeah. If we see that we have to win an argument, 
then we don't even want to share anything because the other individual isn't trying to understand us. They actually are going to try to defend or win something they already believe in. So when it comes to, you know, the word that I'll use is dialogue. Mm. So if I'm not in a dialogue with someone, then I'm less interested in having much talk. Yeah. And a dialogue would be something different than a discussion where I say something and another person says something. That's and, and not listening to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just a choice. And I, I can't say good or bad. I just say that's a choice I've made in my own life. Oh, I, I would say for me, I made the same choice just because getting into discussions, it's uh, exhausting. Yeah. It, it, unless I'm really curious to hear what the other person has to say and I, I can hold that space. Yeah. But in general, I think the people I surround myself with nowadays, I, I see that there is space for exp exploration is a word that I like, as opposed to um, being fixed. So I feel really flexible in what, I, what, I'm, what I'm having as an idea, and I hold it very lightly because, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I've been learning that time and time again, actually. Did you, have you changed in, in time? Like, is there like a point you remember when you said, I'm just not going to make space for this anymore? Like, is there something that changed for you at some point you can remember? I think when I when I was doing the training at Authentic Relating and I saw that there's a way of communicating, of holding space and really listening to what, what the other person is sharing and, and asking deepening questions yeah. and really trying to understand the other person's world and, and let, let take everything that you think you know out of the equation and just hold that space and help them to deepen their understanding. And it's really tricky because you might ask questions which guide towards what you think. Yeah, yeah, so it's really about how present am I when I'm asking those questions. Yeah, because that's the one thing that, you know, I, I, uh, I, I mention the new book a lot, but one of the funny quotes in the book is, is that there's the saying, there are no dumb questions that I wrote. Let me rest assured, there are dumb questions. <laughs> and I think what, what I was pointing at was that a lot of times we are so unaware that we have judgment in our questions. They're not really questions, they're framed mm. and they're hiding what we really want to say. So is that really something you think is a good idea? Is, is a question where it's really someone saying, I think that's really stupid, why are you doing that? So in, 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 in sense, if people are a little bit sensitive, they'll hear the unasked question and they'll react and they'll react to that react. and then and then and then the person who asked the question will act all defensively like hey i didn't intend you i didn't say that you know but so there's a a game that can be played when someone is asking questions and they have a lot of beliefs and uh and and i see that when i hear questions asked to me and there's beliefs then i'll always say what's the belief underlying that question what's behind that question? yeah what's behind it yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say believe that you're right. Of course not. Yeah. So, and I, and I see that I just save a lot of time because when even someone asks me a question and I don't hear an openness, then I don't even answer the questions because I would think, why would I answer the question when I already see what I say is going to fill into a category of A, good, he has the right idea, or B, he doesn't know yet. So now I'm competing with a, with a, a belief what, which is hidden because they haven't, out, they haven't outspoken it. 
Mariam also says that everyone who believes one thing will just stick together and create clans, just like we have today in our society, separation based on differing, differing opinions and beliefs. Yeah. I see this in Cyprus right now. Because, how do you see that? Well, I'm, I, you know, I mean, I'm intending to go to Cyprus in October. Yeah. And I've, I've been invited to Facebook groups, which are anti-vaccine. I've been invited to groups really? who are pro-vaccine. Um, and in Cyprus, there's supermarkets where, or that don't allow you to enter if you're not vaccinated or if you don't have a PCR test. Oh, wow. And there's others that do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, it's really becoming, like, I even, I can feel the fear in the two groups. Yeah. It's us against them. We're right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot it, of labels. It's, it's scary. Yeah, a lot of labels are slightly like stupid, and, inconsiderate, you know, like all these words. Yeah. So I saw the protests. It doesn't matter the protests. So I saw a protest of one of the groups and they're walking and I just saw a few people with beer cans and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is, this is going to get ugly. It's not like there's a, there's a consciousness of, hey, we're here because we, yeah. this, this feels really right for us. No, they're, they're, they're being attacked and yeah. they're in, in, their, in their heads they've been attacked. Yeah, so they ended up burning down a TV station that was... Really? Yeah. In Cyprus? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Awesome. Oh, it, is it is nice awesome. to see you. Wow, that's a lot of text, it is. I find it... Guys, we're on the phone today. <laughs> <laughs> we got, like, this screen, so everything you write, we have to, like, look on the screen. This I, I, I also didn't bring my glass. I find it difficult sometimes to hear a friend talk against the country I was born in, uh. in a judgmental tone. On the other hand, when another friend talks about conspiracy theories, they believe I'm fine listening, even, even if, if it doesn't make sense. Oops. Even if it doesn't make sense to me, I guess when it when it hurts a personal soft spot, it's difficult for me to hear the judgment. I guess when it hurt a personal soft spot, it's difficult for me to hear the judgment. I think so. So. Um... I didn't understand the last sentence. You know, when I'm I'm looking more at the general, my interpretation of generally what what Iris is pointing at. Yeah. So, I think or believe that you can make space for just about anyone, because in making space, what happens is people will share everything that they're feeling, and if they feel seen and heard and understood, they actually will be open to things you have to say. So until you create the space. Let's freeze that. Yeah. But don't do it if that's the expectation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you do it, then you'll resent them. You'll say, hey, I'm doing this and you're not replacing. That's clearly, that, that'll be resentment. Yeah. But I mean, the, the thing I find is that I will make space for just about anything. And then I've also found when I'm dealing with people who have extreme views, I don't hide that I don't necessarily agree with their views, but I don't place it as an agreement of good or bad. I just say, I just can't make an assessment on that because I don't know. So I often will fall back on the fact mm. that, that everything is a belief in the end and there will be supporting data and therefore it's less of a belief if you say, but to say, hey, you, it's either data-based or it's not data-based. How many times in our lives have we been fed things and then a year, two years, three years later, we found out it was totally false or it was totally manipulated. So in a way, we're jaded by that experience. Yeah. So in a, you, you know, to say, just believe us, it's hard to believe after 
you know, in America, there's been wars fought on fabricated bombings. You know, that's how bad it's been just in order to, to justify things. So there's a, there's been a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that would give us reason to at least question. By the way, you skipped quite a few. I don't know if you were reading them or... I did. Yeah. Um, Bulelang says, I don't mind losing people who are not open-minded in my life. Yeah, me neither. That's a great... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've lost... And I would almost say lost is maybe a weird not word. The word, yeah. What would you say? Uh, Transcended. <laughs> yeah. I would say, I always use this word, there's just not a match anymore. Like we don't, there's nothing that connects us like it, that would make it uh, valuable or interesting for us to continue talking. Yeah, and yeah. in some cases it might be people that I really love. Yeah. And that love doesn't go away. It just doesn't make sense to yeah. spend time together anymore. Yeah, totally. In high school, it was my duty to find people who hold different opinions and then arrange debates in the high school. Yeah. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, we, follow along if there's anything we believe, it's that. Yeah, oh, follow along continues with another statement. Bulelang, I'd like to see a photo of you when you were in school. Yes, we would love to see a photo of Bolalang in high school. So yes. he also he, follows up Bolalang with? People who are not able to concede are not that loving to themselves. They limit their growth. Yes. Fuck. You're on fire. Keep that on for a sec. So, yeah, once you crystallize a belief so you'll no longer explore further, you've, you've stunted your growth to that moment. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who basically stunted their, their growth. Whether there's little, the, 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 the critical thought is gone. And, and, and it goes on, and the humorous thing is both sides including if we go back to that topic that's the, the hottest in this area, the vax or the anti-vax, both sides will I'm be doing the same. adamant that they'll say you haven't done your, you haven't done your um, research. Either one would say you haven't done your research. Yeah. And, uh, and they'll be both be pulling from different sources. So it's funny because in a way, one could say, this is the conclusions I came to based on the research I looked at, and I didn't pay attention to that research. But you'd also have to acknowledge you didn't pay attention to that research. There's, there's also another space, like, like in my world, I, I like that everyone gets to be who they are without needing to impose it on other, on other people. Okay. So it's like, oh, you're, you are pro-vaccine or you're anti-vaccine and allow that to just be. Like, like in, in, yeah. It's like the most loving thing we can do. And even from that space to start to just have discussions and explore both both sides of the coin, and maybe we find a, a midway there. Yeah, yeah. The hard thing is, is that on either side, and this is where it gets funky. Either side could very well argue that by getting the vaccine or by not getting the vaccine, there are repercussions that are bigger than you. So that's why words like selfish come out. Um, ignorant, because the, the whole argument is not if it was just your life, that would be the argument that's being made, then it's not, it's, it's okay for you to make that decision, but it's more than just your life. That's the, uh, that's, that's the hard thing. That's another thing probably worth considering on, the, on another talk, by the way, because it is interesting. Nice. So, Andy, I love this woman. This is Evelyn Hajunigolau. It's, wow. uh, it's family to me. Um, my first cousin... It's his daughter. 
Okay. And I met her for the first time when I was in Cyprus, so it was very beautiful. Wow. And Evelyn says, I think the bottom line is to agree to disagree and respect each other's choices and opinions. What an amazing world it would be if we all thought like this, right? I disagree with you, Evelyn. <laughs> Stop being a dick. Oh, yeah. This is where life gets challenging, right? Because I, I would agree with Evelyn, of course, but when you get on to certain topics, then it gets much harder to just sit and say, okay, it's whatever it is, it is. Because if you get someone who says, well, listen, global warming, whatever the term, you know, you'll have people sitting on the belief of either side, there is no such thing as global warming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the implications are global potentially and people might die and there might be displacement and all of this. So that, that's really a tough question. Do you now say, hey, listen, it's okay because you're just going to burn your carbon emissions and it doesn't really matter? Like that's where, that's where the, the potential repercussions are bigger than just the individual. Mm. And, uh, and I, I actually made peace with it on a different level, so I'm not, I'm not even going to argue there. I kind of, as you know, I just think the world will disappear, or the people on the world, the world will be around a lot, lot longer than we will. Yeah, and, and is ready to die. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, I have a, uh, for my birthday. Yeah, you want me to be alive by then? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because on the, I, I want to do a show on my birthday, and it's going to be um, celebrating my death. Mm, wow. So Maybe we can do like your funeral on the show. That would be terribly hard to do. Exactly. Um, that would be the idea. So, Bulelang, in South Africa, no one is forced to vaccinate, okay. but there are people who are trying to disturb people who are vaccinating not to be vaccinated. They use lies and fear tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of people scaring other people, that's for sure. And then, yeah, and that's, and that's how it works, right? I, you know, we talk on the show a lot about identity and, um, and how when one forms an identity, then when that identity feels as if it's coming under attack, then what do you do? You attack back. So, um, so I don't see this any different than just forming an identity. It's more than a belief. There's an underground person you believe yourself to be. So it's very easy to to make another person to vilify, to yeah. vilify them yeah. because then it justifies how we treat them. Exactly. Which yeah. even, even if that would mean being violent to them, even if it means violent or labeling them and calling them names and acting superior to them. Um, my yeah. client today, right? She's a lawyer with tattoos yeah. and uh, she got a message on LinkedIn and, and I discovered that there's quite a few of those messages that she gets. Yeah. She got a hate message on, on LinkedIn because, I mean, I read the message and I blew my mind. So someone just posts on LinkedIn and she gets this message. You read to her. Alice, to be very frank, your tattoos don't look good. You're only ruined your body. Try to take criticism and learn from it. Don't just follow your whims and don't be a slave of your desires. Secondly, it's not the confidence that people are get, are get irritated of. It's the shamelessness that angers others. Anyway, try to take criticism and don't overwhelm with emotions. Most women use emotions instead of logic. <laughs> oh my God. And, and I mean, Alice commented that she gets these messages quite a lot. I mean, this, when, when, when you sent me that message, it, it was like, 
I had to think it was someone made that up because it, it's it seems in, in incomprehensible to me. It, even the last line, how offensive is it? Don't react. And I love it. He calls it criticism and he doesn't actually acknowledge that he's judging her. That's what I think is the best part of this. He, he's, he's taking criticism as if criticism is an objective state I'm in when I'm judging you. It's, it's laying claim to objectivity, which is the greatest form of arrogance imaginable when somebody lays claim to objectivity as if, they, as if it's not judgment. That's a, we are sorry that you had to go through that because uh, we're going to have, and we're sorry that you, you, that there's men like that, that exist that actually label and say, Oh, women, I don't know what he said. It was one of the, uh, she has tattoos. I know, no, but what he said was like at the end of the last sentence was, I know that women have a way of taking things emotionally. I mean, as if he's not being emotional by writing that message. That's the irony of it. I always find it fascinating when people are in a state and they write and they blame the other person for the thing they do. Yeah. Don't take it emotionally while I write an emotionally charged message pretending that I'm not publicly you. on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> we're going to have her on the show, by the way. Okay. I, I messaged them like, hey, listen, I know you're my class, but we do a podcast. And she was okay. like, yeah, let's do it. We're going to call that show Tattoo Shaming. People that are sh shaming others for having tattoos. JC Barnett says he's listening. Thank you, JC. Tim Crass, who we had on last week, he writes this. I as am well. becoming a groupie of you guys. I'm getting scared. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, be very scared, Tim. Be very scared. Uh, hmm. Bulelang, you're really active today. People sacrifice critical thought by adopting canned ideas, maybe taking culture, religion, idea wholesale. Yeah. People become a herd because it's safe to be with yeah. the collective. Yeah, there's a herd mentality to it, for sure. Um, yeah, the Bolalong comments. Is it LinkedIn that. for business and not minor issues like that? Yeah, Bolalong comments that why this woman was attacked on LinkedIn. We would agree. It seems kind of weird that someone would put themselves out there on LinkedIn to judge another person publicly. That I, I, don't, I don't get. I, I think Alice creates a lot of content about discrimination. She's a okay. lawyer, so she really is she's out there she's supporting people who are being discriminated okay but. okay it is over she exactly her shamelessness made him angry so emotional yeah yeah i think when you see someone react and this is something funny because we see this i don't post we discuss this a bit i don't really post much not that i have a lot of beliefs anyways but i but like i post the things that give me joy yeah like your pictures. Yeah. Andy walks for three, four hours a day with his iPhone 12 Pro Max. And just shoot. And just shoots how yeah. much? 100, <laughs> 200 shoot, photos? I can shoot two to 500 photos a day, actually. And then, you, and then you select, quickly edit, and post them. I don't edit any of my photos. No? I just, everything is put up as is, yeah. I, I, I used to use filters years ago, but I just think if you don't capture it, then it wasn't meant to be that way. Nice. But, um, the, I guess the thing that getting to the point though is that I've, I've just noticed that in this detached social media format, what I would long for in my own uh, in my own life isn't there, so I don't use it for that. So if I'm if I want intimacy, I'm not going to Facebook 
uh, you know, I'm going to the people around me or I'll call a person and tell them I love them and I'm thinking about them, which I do regularly. But I wouldn't, I don't use that platform for social, for intimacy or to create some, some belief system. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because I, I, I've seen some people more recently leave Facebook and we even had a show where we met someone who, who left and came back. Yeah. And, and I'd say like the, the, and what I found interesting is the person who left Facebook, they commented, I left Facebook because I couldn't be authentic. So I was, I was self-censoring myself so I couldn't be my full expression. That was what they, the wording that, that they used. And, uh, and I was thinking to myself, like, uh, it, it's interesting because if I think about the context, then in Facebook, I have never attached it to my full expression. Hmm. I've never thought, oh, I need to be something on Facebook. I need to show anything on Facebook. Like there'll be, I, I'll, you know, you saw on the weekend, I, I uh, Ronnie was, you know, um, Ronnie's, Ronnie's shared with me this word in, oh, in yeah. Indonesian, which is fascinating. She said, a man, that man, that man is not wearing a t-shirt is in single word, ote, ote. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was like, hilarious. Like, and so, and, and that was for me curious enough, like, I'm going to share that because this blows my mind, an entire sentence. And then Andy holds his phone up while he's in bed without sure. a shirt. <laughs> Did Both. you see that? I put a pillow above my chin just yeah. so I wouldn't, like, expose everything, you know? Andy, we've done the guru show uh -huh. and you took your shirt off. <laughs> Don't, no. If you guys haven't seen the guru show, I think, I think I've been told by several people they really enjoyed our guru show we we had a lot of people that liked the guru show the guru especially sh people that are coaches in my network they really no, yeah. enjoyed yeah the, the guru show in case you haven't seen it was where uh where what we try to do is model the behavior of three typical guru types he models i modeled the, the behavior of three typical guru types and what i thought was really sweet about it was that we weren't the intention isn't to judge any single type because each type is, uh, is, is sending out a certain, let's call it a, a vibration. And that what I thought was more interesting is what is the vibration that one is more pulled to? Because uh, that would t teach you something about yourself, of course. And we had three kinds of gurus. What was the first one? The first one was the financial guru. The second one was the sole purpose. So have you found your sole purpose? And the third was just the enlightened guru. Those are like the typical guru. Yeah. And I think the first two wouldn't necessarily consider themselves guru types, but I've often thought that when you say to somebody, I have something you don't, or I have an experience you haven't yet had, and if you just give me some of your time and money, I can give you that same experience. There's a degree to which the person gives over their agency to you, and that's the reason why I call it a guru type. Yeah. 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 Others might use different labels for it. Borderline was amused by the guru in the bedroom. I like that. Yeah, three different angles. I even changed my clothes for that. Yeah. Let's see. Mariam has comes back to us with some something. I don't. She, I wish I could maintain the mindset of a child who sees everything for the first time. It's not easy. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me of what you say, just being in awe and not labeling things and just allowing yourself to wonder in curiosity. 
as opposed to, oh, I know what that is. That's a tree. Yeah. That's a, that's a wooden fence. It's purple. All of a sudden, you've, you create a kind of construct. I know it all. Yeah, yeah. That, the, 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 Interesting. When she writes that, I, I associate that with the state in my mind. Like it's not, a, it's an actual state of mind. <clears throat> and she calls it a mindset in her question. But I, I, I just, something hit me as I, as, I, as I feel it. I wouldn't say that I look at things with the idea that I don't know them. I look at the thing often with the idea that there's, I know there's assumptions I make about those things. Mm. And therefore, I allow those assumptions to be called into question. So, so in a way, because I, 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 I think it's false to say, I want to look at everything as if I've never seen it before, because we have seen things before. Yeah. And then the question I, I, I sit with is, how willing and open am I to allowing myself to see that maybe the way I see it isn't, isn't the correct way? Well, I, I was actually thinking about it's limited. Yeah. I, I was thinking about situations with people. Okay. So if some if one person A comes to you with this happened to me, and then person B comes with this happened to me, uh -huh. and they're similar, all of a sudden, the person that's listening falls into the trap of not holding space for the second person yeah. because they've they've heard yeah, because they've heard somebody else speak it, so they're listening yeah. with judgment. Yeah, yeah. That's but, happened to you a lot. I know we've talked about it, and yeah. That, yeah. I've also seen that normally the people that hold the judgment mm -hmm. are also blind to the fact that they're holding yeah. judgment. Yeah, because they would say that, and this gets back to a point we mentioned earlier, is that one wouldn't say they hold judgment. They would say, I know something you don't. So they would, the judgment would be disguised in truth. I know you don't. Yeah. So, uh, that's it's, it's really interesting you, that, that you say that because that is pretty when one judges they often don't even realize they're judging because they believe they hold truth yeah, yeah. I, I've also seen it in myself by the way like if someone comes to me with a situation mm -hmm. and I'll see my own judgments coming up yeah and then I'll let go of my stories mm -hmm. and just be with them. I notice sometimes there's a part of, there's something in me I need to overcome to surrender to what I see are potential consequences to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because if they come with their story and I'm like, oh fuck, if they do this, then these are the repercussions, but yeah. they don't have space for um, hearing what the repercussions are. Yeah. Then I need to be there as love and kind of surrender like, oh fuck, okay. Then I, I I need to be, and there's no space to talk about it. Yeah, I I will, I find it difficult though to have that person in my life because I see there is no space, and it comes back to Burlam who says, uh, "I want to surround myself with open-minded people." Yeah, and if there's no space for conversations and dialogue, then in a way, yeah, in a in a way, what you're doing is you're just you have to listen to another person's opinion. Yeah. And, and that gets old after time. That gets old It gets time. exhausting. When, when I feel someone judging, if I even feel the judgment, yeah. and I love that person, and I know they're, 
they're blind to the judgment. They're saying things to me because they really care. I'll see that they care. Yeah, that's what you see. That would be the first place I'll go to. Wow, they really care about me. And the fact that they're getting angry and they're talking. Um, But it took me, I think, you you actually teach me this a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah, they care enough to be angry at you. Like, that's a beautiful thing. I've often felt deep love for people that were angry with me because I realized they could only be that angry at me if they cared so much and they felt that helpless. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting that you say that. So when I engage the person from that space, there's nothing to defend, actually, yeah. because I just feel their love. And I'll tend to acknowledge, wow, you really care about me. Yeah. As opposed to, I don't agree. Stop imposing your shit on me, which would have been... Uh, yeah, the defensive route. Which would have been things I would have said in the past. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing, the thing that would be great to summarize a little bit, because we've discussed, we've discussed the topic, but we also haven't discussed a way that one might consider interacting differently when they're in judgment. And, and the, the point would be, and you're making, you just made it, was that there's fight and flight, right? And, and then we also have... Um, we have uh, what freeze, right? Yeah. Because we used that last time and we didn't say freeze. And, but let's just for the moment say fight, flight. So when the judgment comes up, I fight them. It means I'm going to fight them because I see they're judging and not aware of it, or I have my own beliefs and I want them to understand me, right? Now, if, if there's the flight, of course, I'm just running. I just need to get away from the situation and I, I'm, I, I'm uncomfortable. So with my own father, I started with fight. Or, I started with fight with my dad, and then um, flight. And then I did the flight because we didn't talk for ten years. So now what, what I've seen is when one uh, makes peace with their triggers, because that's really what's happening. Someone has a judgment; the trigger goes off, and if you're not aware of the trigger, immediately you're reacting from the trigger, and then that's what they call mm-hmm. a reaction and not a response. So what I've it's like found at least in myself is like, oh, I see myself getting triggered by this person. And if I take that seriously and react from there, I'm going to make a mess. So the only thing I know, and we've worked or discussed this for years now, is so it's can I hold space for myself to be okay with and I'm uncomfortable and then not bring that into this, the discussion with the other person. That's, that's the solution I found. And I also will see that I might even say that it, that I was triggered by the thing. So I wouldn't, it's not a fabricated way of being, but I don't, re, I don't react to the trigger, to the trigger. Yeah. Cause that immediately, because even more importantly than the reaction to them, I'm disconnected from myself. So if I'm disconnected from my own emotions, then I'm now going to be bringing that into a relationship with another person. And that immediate, that's just a recipe for disaster. Something comes up for me. I, for the last three months, I have a neighbor (laughs) and he lives on the ground floor. Okay. And every time he sees me, he makes comments. Really? Yeah. Like, 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 Oh, I see you working out every day. I don't see much difference. Like oh, you really? make comments like that. Okay. Or if I'm holding eggs, eggs. And it's funny. I, I look at him and I don't know what to do with it, but I also don't want to pretend that it's not happening. 
so as I as I kind of allowed it to unfold and mm. I haven't been reacting to it, I just felt, wow, this really hurts. This hurts. This hurts. Why is it hurting though? Mm. Why is this impacting me in a way that I just want to punch his face in? <laughs> <laughs> and what I what I saw, oh. I was regressing to the eight year old oh, wow. of, of being bullied. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, he's being bullied. He's, he's he's actually bullying me. Uh-huh. Like he's trying to get a reaction. And all I know from people that bully, they tend to need love. Mm. Uh, I, I haven't found it in me yet to give him love, but at least I know where he's coming from now. You know what's interesting? You know, the way you framed it, right? Yeah. You framed it in the state of bullying, and I frame it weirdly differently. So I would, I would say, oh, this individual hasn't learned social skills. Mm. I wouldn't see it about me. Like, I would never even attach it to me. Like, I think, wow, that individual clearly, and weirdly, I might even have a tint of, uh, uh, um, what would you call it, admiration that they could be so, so uh, what might be appear to be inappropriate mm. uh, in, their incapa- in, in their incapabilities. So I think if you looked at it through that lens, not that, and this isn't that you... No, no, please, let, let me play with this. That, that you would find that your reactions to him would be wholly different if that was the lens at which you responded from. Nice. Because the... And, and, yeah. and it's funny, what Andy's, what Andy's suggesting is no different than the subject in a way of <clears throat> how willing are we to put on another set of glasses to see... An, uh, and experience differently and kind of learn from that as opposed to so what I've been doing oh he's bullying me because that's what I had in the past yeah yeah well that's that's nice yeah and since I since I don't really have the feeling of having been bullied in my past mm. um, I wouldn't associate it with that because I don't have that I would just say oh this guy's socially awkward that's what that's the yeah. like almost like I might even think, oh, this is the best he can do to uh, to create connection. Mm. Or I might think he's just a, a Dutch and the Jordanese Dutch person because that's the kind of humor they often have. Yeah, so I uh, I'm really I have to say that that um, this subject I don't I'm kind of confused a little bit about the show because in a way we started with the how do I deal with the people that have really strong opinions or or just want to um, convince us of things. And, uh, and I, uh, I don't know if one listens to this, how it would support them at all, if any. We would change the title of the show, Andy Shiller. What do we call it then? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.